0: Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash.
1: From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellett. Stocks are extending losses amid growing speculation that the Federal Reserve sees firm enough economic growth to raise rates as soon as June. S&P 500 index erasing yesterday's rally. Right now, the S&P down 21 points, a drop of 1%. Dow Industrials down 100. 94 points, a decline there of 1.1 percent. Nasdaq is down 60 points, a drop of 1.3 percent. Yield on the ten-year 1.75 percent. Gold up 650 the ounce to 12870, a gain of 0.5 percent. And crude oil higher by 79 cents a barrel, 4851 now on West Texas Intermediate crude. That is a gain of 1.7 percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Charlie Pellett, thank you so very much. Time now for the ETF report, brought to you by Vanek Vectors ETFs. Expect more from your munis. Target tax-exempt income by maturity and credit quality, all with low-cost ETFs. Visit VanEck.com slash muni. VanEck, access the opportunities. For our ETF report, we turn to our own Catherine Cowdery. It's a tough year for the ETF industry. That's a word from Bloomberg intelligence analyst Eric Belchunas. He says flows into ETFs have slowed. However, some ETF providers are doing better than others. This is the kind of year that Schwab and Vanguard live for. They are taking in 70% of all of the new cash going into ETFs. Baltunas says that investors who chase performance are selling off in the midst of the market's volatility. But Vanguard and Schwab, those products go in like clockwork. The flows go in every month, every day. So you have them uh, both of them taking in money in all products, even products that are down. So it just shows you the long-term power of, uh, of these companies. Baltuna says flows this year illustrate the sea change that's taking place in the financial industry from high-priced to low-priced investments. Hedge funds and active mutual funds have seen outflows this year, while ETFs have seen inflows. That's your Bloomberg ETF report. I'm Catherine Cowdery.
0: You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes
2: and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Imagine if you had invested your money at the beginning of the year in an asset that now is higher by more than 18%. I was looking at some of the fine print in the fine work done by Dennis Gartman because Dennis Gartman has been putting together the Gartman letter uh, since 1987. I, that I could not believe, Dennis Gartman. Uh, thank you for being with us, uh, economist, publisher of the Gartman uh, letter, joining us from Suffolk, Virginia. How are you?
0: tired but doing all right <laughs> all right well that's that's oh, stop
2: <laughs> that's good enough i you know i i read your uh, commentary but i read it back to front um tell me what's going on with gold and precious metals and uh palladium and all that what's going on with this
0: they first of all the, the world suddenly does like gold in dollar terms what's important to understand is that the world liked gold in euro terms two years ago uh, it made its low then, and it, the world liked gold in yen-denominated terms four years ago. It, it's been a, a demonstrative bull market in gold predicated in other currencies. And, and I think one has to understand that gold is nothing more than a currency. Uh, as an old Forex trader, we always used to trade dollar mark against the yen, yen against the Swiss franc, Swiss franc against the old Italian lira. You were always taught to be a spreader of one thing, a buyer of one thing, a seller of something else. And in the world of foreign exchange, in the world of gold trading, I think people are beginning to understand that gold really is simply another currency, and and we're beginning to understand that if gold was a bull market in yen terms four years ago, if gold was a bull market in euros two years ago, gold began to be a bull market in the dollar about four months ago, and and that's starting to engender a little uh, interest on the part of uh, speculators everywhere. People tend to think of gold only in dollar terms, and until you got a bull market going there. It was hard to get a, a, a bullish enthusiasm much. But you're starting to see that, and I think you're starting to see a, a, an increase in inflationary expectations. The grains are turning for the better. Livestock is turning for the better. Clearly, the crude oil market has turned for the better. So there's inflationary circumstances prevailing, which is helping to put a bid to the gold market.
1: See, that's why we've always enjoyed talking to each other, because we are macro people, right? Gold, bonds, currencies, Dennis. But, yes. but you know, but gold... Going up, but the dollar is starting to strengthen too because people are. We are first of all, we're getting comments from key Federal Reserve officials that hey, we, we could raise rates, and in fact, some people are talking about the fact that they they will and sooner maybe than the market expects. This has been boosting the dollar a bit. Does that continue? And if it does, what does it mean for this uh, dollar rally in gold?
0: Well, I, I first of all, I think that people are somewhat surprised. We're we're seeing weakness in the stock market today, which I think is going to develop into something a little more difficult over the course of the next several weeks. But the, the stock market began to sell off this afternoon, following comments by Mr. Kaplan, the the, uh, the president of the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas, who, although is not a voter on the FOMC this year, I think is one of the better voices, given the fact that he came out of the trading arena. He's not a Ph.D. in economics. He's actually somebody who's had to run a fund. And I think the market tends to pay more attention to him. And he made this, the, the the comment that we might well see a Fed funds rate increase at the June meeting, and I suspect that that's probably very likely. So therein lies the problem with the equities market. Equities wanted to see nothing but flat rates, rates held lower for longer, and suddenly there's on the table once again as, as an increase in rates in the June meeting.
2: Dennis Gartman, uh, as someone that uh, I believe uh, grew up uh, watching uh, companies uh, leave one by one, uh, in their, in your neighborhood. Uh, I wonder if you could mix a little politics with a little uh, investment and uh, financial perspective for us.
0: Well, it, 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 Tim, which is, well, I, I grew up in Akron, Ohio, where back in the 1940s, 50s, and 60s, every tire on every car, literally every tire on every car was manufactured there. Hasn't been a, a tire manufacturer in Akron since 1974. The entire industry, the rubber industry, left. Goodyear, Goodrich, Firestone, Uniroil, Cyberling, they were all there. Their headquarters are still there, but their production facilities have moved elsewhere. What's interesting is it's all been replaced by hundreds of other businesses, and therein is the magic of America. Uh, and instead of having six companies that, ha- that had 20,000 employees, there are 600 companies with 200 employees, and the, uh, the unemployment rate in Akron is, is holding nicely right at the U.S. average rate. We've replaced everything, and that's, that, that's what we do well here. The problem that I have in looking forward uh, into this next election is that we have on the Republicans, and I'm somewhat to the right of Genghis Khan politically and economically, but the Republican standard bearer is a protectionist, wants to protect businesses. The business of America is actually to come up with new businesses, destroy the old, build the new, and that's why we're great.
1: Well, I'm not going to go too far down that road because there are some pretty strong voices arguing these days, uh, Dennis. It's an argument that didn't go away, but I think there's more and more focus being put on the dollar and whether or not it is artificially manipulated by our trading partners. And if it is, then maybe Donald Trump has a point that free trade is one thing, but fair trade is what a lot of people are saying we must have in order for this to work for everybody, including U.S. workers.
0: Well, Mr. Trump takes on the Chinese, the renminbi. He focuses on the renminbi as being a manipulated currency. If it is being manipulated over the course of the last decade, it's been manipulated against the Chinese because the renminbi has gotten demonstrably stronger. It's risen by, what, 30% from five or six, well, actually from eight years ago. I don't have my screen in front of me. But it's up dramatically. Yes, the renminbi is down relative to the dollar over the course of the last year and a half. But over the course of the last decade... It is up and up dramatically. And if the if the Chinese have been manipulating, then they've got manipulation in the wrong direction.
2: Dennis Gartman, expound on the theme of demographics and Europe and what is going on. Because this is a problem, or it's not a problem, but this is a situation uh, that may not uh, necessarily uh, be so widely known about.
0: Well, all economics derives from demographics. You cannot have a growing economy if you have a falling population. It's just that simple. You need children. You need to have growth in the population. And what's happening, the the birth rates in in Europe, uh, the United Nations, the UN says that unless you have 2.1 children for every woman in in a birth age population, the population declines. In Europe now, you're starting to get down to 1.7 children per per woman. That's not enough to keep the the economy, to keep the population moving higher. What's interesting is in the industrialized world, the only countries that have populations that are growing are the United States, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. What do we have in common other than the English language? The thing that we have most in common with is immigration. Uh, You have a problem in, 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 in countries where the population growth is negative, and in, in places like Japan, for example, where the population growth is even more negative than in Europe, not only is it growing negative, it is growing older by the hour. There are, as I like to say, there are entire villages in Japan who have never heard a baby cry in the last 15 years because there haven't been any born. It's a very serious problem that needs to be dealt with. Certainly, uh, we, we started to see the Chinese begin to deal with it when they, when they ended their the ludicrous one-child program. At least they have now allowed to have two children
2: mm-hmm. uh, if
0: they ask permission. You need to have population growth. And in most of the industrialized world, we have negative growth. And if it's not negative yet, it will be negative in another couple of years. It's a very just, serious problem that no one talks about.
1: Just about 15 seconds left. But I have to ask you, gold's at $1,280 roughly an ounce yeah. Would you buy it here, Dennis? Is it going to move higher, this dollar-gold rally?
0: Uh, six months from now, it'll be higher. A year from now, it'll be higher. Two years from now, it'll be higher. How much? I'm not one of those people who thinks it's going to several thousand dollars. It's, the trend is from the lower left to the upper right. It's probably going to be higher. Nicely, probably 6 7% higher a year from now than it is now.
1: Dennis Gartman, thank you so very much for joining us. It's great to have you on Taking Stock here on Bloomberg Radio. Economist, publisher of the Gartman Letter. He's in Suffolk, Virginia. We're in Alexandria, Alexandria, Virginia. Very special broadcast in the Washington metro area on Bloomberg Radio.